0: Hello and welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me... Carly. Hope you are all well, witches. On today's episode for our book review, I am reviewing something a little bit different. This is a witchy magic fiction book for older children that I enjoyed last month. I kept coming across this book through different booktubers that I watch and so on, and thought, let me give it a go and see if it is one you witches might want to enjoy yourselves or perhaps share with any little ones in your life. So I have made a bit of a plan this year to read more witchcraft and self-help books to talk about on the show and delve into the content where possible on podcast episodes. So we may not have tons of witchy fiction on the show this year. Anyway, without further ado, our book today is A Pinch of Magic, written by Michelle Harrison. The book's blurb reads as follows. Three sisters trapped by an ancient curse, three magical objects with the power to change their fate. Will they be enough to break the curse? Or will they lead the sisters even deeper into danger? This is the story of the Widdishan sisters, Fliss is the eldest who is sweet natured and usually worried about a boy, but not so much that it's annoying. Betty is the courageous, adventurous middle sister, and Charlie is the cute but mischievous, forever eating little sister. They live with their grandma in a shabby, tumble down pub called the Poacher's Pocket on Crowstone Island. This book is all about an ancestral curse, passed down the family line, escaped convicts, a powerful witch in a tower, Russian dolls that can make you invisible, a traveling bag that can take you anywhere you choose and a magical mirror. This book is so fast paced. It's full of mild peril. I was perpetually thinking, oh no, how are we going to get out of this situation? It really was a lot, which is why I think even us adults will appreciate it, even if we don't have little ones to read it to. Similar to how we might enjoy Harry Potter and so on. This book is funny as also I absolutely loved it so much I have since bought and been reading the follow-up to this book. There are many references to the craft which I loved but overall it was just such great escapism. It starts out at Samhain at the poacher's pocket and before you know it the adventures just keep coming. This book has it all. Great villains, danger and treachery at every turn of the page and three sisters you cannot help but adore and root for. If you have children aged around eight plus, I think they will love this. Even better if you can read this together and share the magic. Join me after the break where we talk all about Frau Holler. Welcome back. So let's talk all about Frau Holler. Maiden, mother, hag, spinner, stormbringer, ruler of the wild hunt, protector and thief of children's souls, she was usually seen dressed in snow white with white or silver hair, regardless of whether she appears as young and beautiful or as an old hag. You may also hear her referenced as Perchda, Holder, Birchda, Holler, Berta, or Bertha, and I'll interchange names likely during this episode. Frau Holler was considered goddess of the witches and a goddess of the hearth and home crafts such as weaving and spinning which historically were often referred to as women's crafts and linked to magic and witchcraft. A weaver goddess, a spinner of fate, she held the title of goddess of women due to her reign over all things domestic. She is a patroness of housewives And what she values above all is industriousness. There are many legends of her rewarding diligent female workers and punishing lazy ones. She's even known to rock cradles while exhausted mothers slept. And her preference for hard workers is reflected in the German folktale of Frau Holler. She was especially stern when it came to women who were lazy about spinning, which is her speciality, particularly the spinning of flax. One legend has a peasant man stumbling into a cave in a mountain where Holder is seated enthroned with maidens clustered about her. She offers to give the dazed man a gift. Humbly, he asks for the cluster of blue flowers in her hand. These were the flowers of flax, which according to the tale, were unknown in that area at the time. Holder gave the man some flax seeds and eventually taught his wife to wreck, scotch, break and spin flax, thus giving us a myth about the beginning of flax culture. Holder was implacable about using her gift properly. Hard workers who fell asleep over their work would awaken to find their spinning done for them, while lazy women would find their spindles broken or burned. So she's also known as a protectress of children, although some of her myths might seem quite the opposite at first glance. It was said that Holder collected the souls of dead children, usually infants who died too soon, before being christened in Christian times, before being named in the days before that. In pre-Christian times, children were named at nine days old and before that were believed not to be attached to the ancestral tree. If they died before that time, Holder would take them on instead of their ancestors. She also took children of other ages for various reasons. The darker side of her myth had her stealing the lives of otherwise healthy children. She was said to travel as an old woman in a wagon, flanked by a procession of children's dead souls. In later times, this came to mean unbaptized children, which then led to any non-Christian souls, i.e. heathens and witches. It is through her role as the leader of the wild hunt that Holla became associated with death. In some cultures, she has been linked with or thought to be the same as other underworld goddesses. However, as leader of the wild hunts, Holla guides souls to the other world, but she does not rule the other world, nor is it her realm. Holla is more akin to Hecate, another dark goddess, of course, who we know, who is also patroness of witches. But I have to say there are so many different variations of this tale and I'm not going to suggest that one or other is what you should go by. It just can get very confusing, as these things always do. It is interesting to note that the Middle Dutch term for the Milky Way was Ronnel den Street, which means the Highway of Frau Hold. The goddess leads the wild hunts and its souls along this highway, bringing them to Capricorn, the gates out of incarnation. The Cancer Capricorn axis in the zodiac is where the Milky Way crosses the ecliptic, marking the gates in and out of incarnation, cosmic death, and rebirth. She was said to bring on the first snowflakes of the year. They were referred to as Mother Holder plucking her geese or shaking out her goose feather pillows and comforters until the down flew. She is the white lady during this time, the silver-haired goddess who knits the white blanket of the snow. She was also associated with other weather phenomena. When it rained, Holder was doing her washing. Lightning was her scotching the flax. The fog was the smoke from her chimney. Her association with winter ties into her craft of fibre arts. Winter was the time when people stayed inside and turned the summer's wool and flax into clothing. In respect of her weather goddess connections, Frau Ho is said to be connected to springs, wells and lakes, where she lives in a land on the bottom of the water. She is also connected with the fog, Hull can be seen as a bright shape drifting in the fog and her fog maidens are Dai Hollen, who move over the land to come to the aid of women and children. The Germanic folkloric traditions describe Frau Holler as being of the sky, girdling the earth. When it snows, she is again making her bed and the feathers of it fly towards the earth. She haunts lakes and fountains and at noon may be seen as a beautiful lady bathing in the water. The entrance to her realm is always by passing through a well. Her overall themes are longevity, wisdom, kinship, magic, destiny, karma, fertility, rebirth, motherhood, agriculture, the afterlife weather balance stability virtue justice and revenge she has survived christianity and various roles in norse mythology the bread apples and spindle in the tale the brothers Grimm collected show her archetypal connection to women and through the wild hunt, the unbaptized children and the portal in the well, Frau Holler is associated with taking people to the other world, life, death and regeneration. Considered a triple goddess, we see Frau Holler as a beautiful young and fertile maiden, a mother and as a toothless crone during winter. In some respects, she holds much similarity to the Kaliak. Archaeologist Maria Gimbuta said in Civilization of the Goddess, Hull holds dominion over death, the cold darkness of winter, caves, graves and tombs in the earth, planes, trains and automobiles, but also receives the fertile seed, the light of midwinter, the fertilized egg, which transforms the tomb into a womb for the gestation of new life. We see Hole tied to the cycle of death and rebirth as new life springs forward. As the mother goddess, she protected the forest and was often shown among trees. She was often depicted as a goose-footed goddess. Mother Holder is said to be the source of the mother goose legends because the snow flies when she shakes the feathers from her down bed. In Holland, they still say that... Dame Holla is shaking her bed. She was said to be seen if you looked into a snowflake. She is often depicted working the treadle of a spinning wheel with her large goose feet. Spinning and weaving akin to the norns, she is said to have an element of say over our fates and telling the stories of our lives. As a goddess of cycles, she is linked to karma and the concept of cause and effect. In Scandinavia, Frau Holler is viewed as a feminine spirit of the woods and plants, who was honored as the sacred embodiment of the earth and land itself. Some stories see her as the queen of the huldra folk or forest spirits. Evergreen plants of yule, such as holly and mistletoe are linked to her. She's also linked to black fawn, juniper, Ash, spindle tree, elder, and beech. She's sometimes considered as an aspect of Frigga. Here she is associated with fertility and rebirth and celebrated through a feast day on 25th December. So, Holder is known by some as a goddess of witches. While many modern pagans can find this to be an insult created by medieval churchmen who tried to vilify an old and revered goddess by associating her with witch cults. During the Middle Ages, instead of leading her wild hunt made solely of dead children, she added the ride of the flying witches to it along with other random heretics. They may either have been the last survivors of a pagan tradition or simply rebels against the restrictive medieval church, harking back to a more magical time that still bubbled in their blood. Accounts of these witches claimed that they used various methods to leave their bodies and journey to Holder's Mountain where they hailed her as their queen. In this, we can see that Holder is a goddess who can be called upon for aid in journeying, faring forth in trance. She is also associated with the witch's work of not magic, sacred fiber arts, potions, sacred cooking, and shapeshifting into cats or livestock. Every kitchen witch who has found magic in the normal arts of domesticity has entered into Holder's realm. Holder is a goddess of the underworld, but despite what some scholars claim, she bears no resemblance to hell. The myth of Frau Hol shows her in a mysterious world reached by falling down a well. Other myths show her inside a mountain. This is not underworld as realm of all the dead, as ruled by hell, but of a very specific sort of underworld – Both Holder and Hell were associated with the Elder Tree, Holbia and Holanta in German, whose spirit, also seen as a dignified old woman, is said to guard the road to the underworld, be it quiet Helheim or Holder's magical realm. The Elder Tree was known as the medicine chest of the common people because its leaves flowers, stems, and berries were all useful for different ailments. Like the elder spirit, Holder was also associated with bodies of water, such as bogs, springs, wells, and ponds. Newborn children were said to have been pulled wet from Holder's pond. Her underworld is more easily achieved by falling through the water than walking the road of the dead. If anything, Holda’s underworld realm bears more resemblance to the fairy realms, the people under the hill. This brings us to another point. Holda is a goddess of the fairy folk. At least one race of fairies, the Huldra folk, may be named for her. They were woodwives, fair maidens with cow's tails, which they endeavoured to hide from potential human suitors. In other folk tales, Huldra folk included a number of different sorts of elves and fairies, all under Holder's protection. In medieval times, fairies were often thought to be the reborn souls of dead unbaptized infants, which brings us back to Holder's retinue again. Indeed, she is said to ride in another kind of procession. Here we see her dressed in grey and holding a milk bucket at the head of a flock of huldra folk. In this aspect, she has a special sad music that is sung for her, known as Huldra Sloat. I can barely string a sentence together, let alone pronounce things in other languages. I'm so sorry. Old white-haired mother Hull and her underground realm are one interpretation of this aspect of the goddess. In the fairy tale, Frau Hull was described by Jacob Grimm, Grimm's fairy tales, as a superior being who manifests a kind and helpful disposition towards men and is never cross except when she notices disorder in household affairs she lives at the bottom of a well. The well itself can be interpreted as being the birth canal leading to her dark underground womb. Mother Hull is described as having ugly big teeth, a big nose and a flat foot. The latter shows her love for weaving or spinning, another sacred act associated with the goddess, She is the life weaver, the spinner of destiny and fate. This is a very complex deity, which we are very used to on this podcast, with many different takes on her. Some accounts see her as the maiden in summer, sitting by a lake, combing her beautiful white hair. As mother who made the fields, animals and women fertile and protected women and children, as well as accompanying those infants who had died before they'd been named to the other world. And as wizened crone in the winter who was stern and despised laziness, she is said to have had connections with many different goddesses, both within the Germanic and Norse pantheons and even outside. In a paper written by Summergau, she explains that, in Jacob Grimm's Teutonic Mythology, Holder is spoken of as host to the wild hunts. In this account she is the consort of Wodom, supreme god of the Germanic tribes occupying Central Europe in ancient times. There are many variations of this story, but the themes that are most prominent are the ones that illustrate Holder leading a wild hunt to gather those souls that may still be lingering earthbound. And it is she who gathers them during this ride to usher them into the other world. Another variation of this record is that she gathers unbaptized children or more accurately, she gathers those born and who died without having been given a birth name and takes them safely to the other world. Again, due to her connections with death, magic and witches, she is sometimes associated with Hecate and hell. So according to German folklore, men and women would leave their bodies at night and follow Frau Holle and a host of witches and female spirits. And here we see Frau Holle leading an army of women armed with sickles. In the Alpine region, Frau Holle leads the wild hunt, the supernatural horde that flies through the night on horseback. The wild hunt can portend doom, causing the deaths of those who witness it or abducting them and carrying them into the supernatural realm. And of course, in the post-Christian times, as we see with many independent mother goddesses, she is transformed from mother holder or gracious one who helped and protected women and children into the goddess of the witches, where we see her as an ugly old hag who rode a broom across the night sky as well as many of her symbols taking on new evil attributes. Nowhere is this demonization more clear than in Sleeping Beauty, where the spinning wheel and spindle are turned into symbols of evil. Many of her other attributes were turned around as well. So her protection of the dead souls of infants was turned around to her creeping in and stealing children from their cradles. Her image as wise old woman instilling moral values turned to the foolish old mother goose who spreads wives' tales. So the 12 days of Yule are said to be sacred to Hull. Some suggest it begins December 25th, others at Yule, so December 21st. Some believe Mother's Night, which is said to be on December 21st, was the sign to start the 12-day celebration that honours this triple goddess and the rebirth of the godman in the form of the sun. On the night of the solstice, rituals will be held to honour female ancestors to ask them for protection and for advice. During the 12 days of Yule, Hull rides across the sky and drives her wagon over the land. She visits houses and when spinning has been completed and the houses are clean, she is pleased and gives a blessing to the house. In this period of the year, it is as if time stands still and no turning of the spinning wheel is allowed. The 12th night is most strongly associated with her. In ancient times, a meal of oat cakes and usually pickled herrings was eaten and an extra plate is left out as an offering for her. Another custom at the beginning of Yule would be to shake your apple tree. I'm not even going to attempt what people call out. And it is said that this will help it to bear more fruit for the next year. Some scholars equate her with Perchta, again, another Germanic goddess with similar attributes, but said to be much crueler and bloodier. Some of the worshippers of Perchta say the two are the same, but some, especially those who work directly with Perchta, say that they are two separate goddesses who happen to have overlapping areas of expertise. So the brothers Grimm believed that Frau Holle was actually ancient pagan goddess Birchda slash Perchda, whose names were sometimes substituted for Diana. So they, again, it gets really confusing here. Grimm wrote a description of a saint who attempted to stop the worship of Diana in Wurzburg and the reaction of the people. We want to serve the great Diana as our fathers did and in doing so have prospered well to this day. The goddess Diana of Würzburg was not the Roman goddess Diana who was never said to be worshipped in Germany, but was in fact Frau Holle. Grimm reported that many of the qualities attributed to Frau Holle were later attributed to the Christian Mary, there are a number of documents that prove Frau Hohl's continued worship into the Christian period, such as Martin Luther's sermons, Raging Against Hohl, and Lanz Cranner's reference to Frau Bircht or Frau Holt as the heathen goddess. So to summarise in regards to Frau Holle, there are some other names amongst the many others that we've already discussed today that she does go under, such as Winter Goddess, White Lady, Mother Yule. She has symbols of the spindle, spinning wheel, flax, geese, apples, milk, elder tree and elderberry tea and if you work with her they are some of the items that perhaps you might wish to leave on your altar in her honour. Her colours are said to be white and ice blue and other symbols that relate to her are of course the snow and snowflakes Whilst Hull is active throughout winter, we are a little bit late, but it said the best time to honour and connect with her is said to be at the winter solstice. It said that at this time you should get all your housework done before Yule, so the time may be dedicated to resting within the sacred and even for Hull it needs rest. Solstice means stationary sun or sun standing still, as the sun appears to pause a moment before its ascending journey. This is a time when the wheel has turned and a new cycle has begun. Frau Hohl encourages us to honour the rhythms of the natural world while connecting us to the larger cosmic cycles of the universe, the womb and tomb of the great goddess. Some final words I came across that were linked to an article on Frau Hull and her ability to create really touched me and they are as follows. This winter season, consider the sacred aspects of your work, your craft. You are a creator. Your ability to create is both a gift and a responsibility. Use it intentionally and with your whole heart. So after all that, do you want to hear a story? Join me after the break to hear the original story of Frau Holle. Really quickly, just before we get started, I'm just going to give you a little bit of an outline to this story. This story, in essence, is about the relationship between mother and daughter, which is paramount in society. The fairy tale functions as a guide of the developmental process from childhood to adulthood. Our protagonist goes through symbolic steps, which are passages of time and seasonal changes to reach maturity. It is by jumping into the well that the journey begins into a magical land where she is alchemically transformed. The change of seasons and passages of time in the story can be seen in the following steps spring, the wildflowers, summer, the bread, autumn, the apples, winter, shaking the whole bed covers and it snows. So, are you sitting comfortably? then let's begin. This is the story Mother Hole by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm from 1812. A widow had two daughters. The one was beautiful and industrious, the other ugly and lazy. She greatly favoured the ugly lazy girl because she was her own daughter and the other one had to do all the work and be the Cinderella of the house. Every day the poor girl had to sit by a well next to the highway and spin so much that her fingers bled. Now it happened that one day the reel was completely bloody so she dipped it in the well to wash it off but it dropped out of her hands and fell in. She cried, ran to her stepmother and told her of the mishap. She scolded her so sharply and was so merciless that she said, since you have let the reel fall in you must fetch it out again then the girl went back to the well and did not know what to do terrified she jumped into the well to get the reel she lost her senses and when she awoke and came to herself again she was in a beautiful meadow where the sun was shining and there were many thousands of flowers she walked across this meadow and came to an oven full of bread the bread called out ''Oh, take me out, take me out or I'll burn. I've been thoroughly baked for a long time.'' So she stepped up to it and with a baker's peel took everything out, one loaf after the other. After that she walked further and came to a tree laden with apples. ''Shake me, shake me, we apples are all ripe!'' cried the tree so she shook the tree until the apples fell as though it were raining apples. When none were left in the tree, she gathered them into a pile and then continued on her way. Finally, she came to a small house. An old woman was peering out from inside. She had very large teeth, which frightened the girl, and she wanted to run away. But the old woman called out to her, Don't be afraid, dear child. Stay here with me. And if you do my housework in an orderly fashion, it will go well with you. Only you must take care to make my bed well and shake it diligently until the feathers fly. Then it will snow in the world. I am Frau Holl. Because the old woman spoke so kindly to her, the girl took heart, agreed and started in her service. The girl took care of everything to Frau Holle's satisfaction and always shook her feather bed vigorously until the feathers flew about like snowflakes. Therefore, she had a good life with her, no angry words, and boiled or roasted meat every day. Now, after she'd been with Frau Holle for a time, she became sad. At first, she did not know what was the matter with her, but at last, she determined that it was homesickness. Even though she was many thousands of times better off here than at home, still she had a yearning to return. Finally, she said to the old woman, I have such a longing for home and even though I'm very well off here, I cannot stay longer. I must go up again to my own people. Frau Hull said, I am pleased that you long for your home again and because you have served me so faithfully, I will take you back myself. With that, she took her by the hands and led her to a large gate. The gate was opened and while the girl was standing under it, an immense rain of gold fell and all the gold stuck to her so that she was completely covered with it. This is yours because you've been so industrious, said Frau Holle, And at the same time, she gave her back the reel which had fallen into the well. With that, the gate was closed, and the girl found herself above on earth, not far from her mother's house. Then she went inside to her mother, and as she arrived all covered with gold, she was well received, both by her mother and her sister. The girl told all that had happened to her, and when the mother heard how she had come to the great wealth, she wanted to achieve the same fortune for the other ugly and lazy daughter. She made her go and sit by the well and spin and to make her real bloody the lazy girl pricked her fingers and shoved her hand into a thorn bush. Then she threw the reel into the well and jumped in herself. Like the other girl she too came to the beautiful meadow and walked along the same path. When she came to the oven the bread cried again Oh, take me out, take me out or else I'll burn. I've been thoroughly baked for a long time. But the lazy girl answered, as if I want to get all dirty, and walked away. Soon she came to the apple tree. It cried out, oh, shake me, shake me, we apples are all ripe. But she answered, oh, yes, one could fall on my head. And with that, she walked on. When she came to Frau Holl's house, she was not afraid because she had already heard about her large teeth and she immediately began to work for her. On the first day, she forced herself, was industrious and obeyed Frau Holl. She was thinking about all the gold that she would give her. But on the second day, she already began to be lazy. On the third day, even more so. And then she didn't even want to get up in the morning. She did not make the bed for Frau Hull the way she was supposed to, and she did not shake it until the feathers flew. Frau Hull soon became tired of this and dismissed her of her duties. This was just what the lazy girl wanted, for she thought she would now get the rain of gold. Frau Hull led her to the gate. She stood beneath it, but instead of gold, a large kettle full of black pitch spilled over her. That is the reward for your services, said Frau holl and closed the gate. Then the lazy girl went home entirely covered with pitch, and the pitch stuck fast to her and did not come off as long as she lived. That is all I have for you today, Witches, you can find grimoire sheets in regards to Frau Hall over on my Patreon, the Witches Institute, which is just £6 a month. You get grimoire pages, meditations, Patreon podcasts, witchy community, hedgewitch studies, a story each month. There's all sorts. I'll put a link in the show notes. I will also link on there the books that I've published and also my socials. Everything you need to know links to the websites that I have referred to in regards to this episode. Aside from that, I am sending you so much witchy love and I'll catch up with you all soon.